This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, December 19th, 2023. Public houses, or pubs, are not just places to drink beer, wine, cider, or even something a little stronger. It is also a unique social center, very often the focus of community life in villages, towns, and cities throughout the length and breadth of the world. We here at Cross Politic hope to emulate that for you and yours. That's why you should grab yourself a pub membership at FightLaughFeast.com. We need you on this ride with us, so pull up a chair, grab a pint, and join us on this ride at FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. Now we get to the news and we start with some Christian civil disobedience as Navy vet defends beheading Iowa Capitol's satanic Baphomet statue. A Mississippi Navy Reserve pilot instructor who admitted to beheading a statue of the satanic half-man, half-goat Baphomet inside the Iowa State Capitol told Fox News he was simply engaging in Christian civil disobedience. Michael Cassidy said he decided spur of the moment to travel north to Des Moines and take action against the statue, which had been permitted to be erected not far from the Rotunda's nativity display for Christmas. He told Jesse Waters primetime he wrecked the statue, then went straight to Capitol Security to tell them what he did. Quote, I wasn't running away or anything like that. I told them what I did, he said, thanking law enforcement for their professionalism following the incident. He was cited for criminal mischief in the fourth degree and released. Quote, I saw what was going on. I was surprised that the legislature allowed it up and they didn't do anything to take it down, Cassidy added. He said he wasn't sure what to expect when he came upon the Capitol, citing a prior incident in Springfield, Illinois, where groups were chanting after a 2021 erection of a satanic statue in the Illinois State House. In a Tuesday statement, Iowa Republican Governor Kim Reynolds said she found the statue absolutely objectionable, but the best response to objectionable speech is more speech and prayer. After he was charged, several conservative figures rallied to Cassidy's defense, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and conservative commentator Matt Walsh. DeSantis promised to chip in for Cassidy's legal fees, writing on X, formerly Twitter, that Satan has no place in our society and should not be recognized as a religion by the federal government. Walsh similarly tweeted he will contribute to Cassidy's defense. Host Jesse Waters noted the contrast between reaction to Cassidy's act and the dozens of protests in recent years that featured left-wing activists tearing down statues of Confederate officers, former U.S. presidents, and historical figures like Christopher Columbus. He pointed to then-Speaker Nancy Pelosi dismissal of the crowd in her home neighborhood of Little Italy, Baltimore, who leveled the Columbus statue and tossed it in a river. People will do what they do, Pelosi said at a July 2020 press conference. The city of Richmond, Virginia, in recent years removed an entire street's worth of statuary dedicated to Confederate generals A.P. Hill, Stonewall Jackson, and J.E.B. Stewart, all of which lined the former Confederate capital's Monument Avenue for decades. Left-wing protesters notably failed to topple the statue of Andrew Jackson, the first Democratic president near the White House in 2020, after being rebuffed by law enforcement. In that respect, Waters said there were appears to be a dichotomy between what statuary destruction causes mainstream or left-wing outrage. Cassidy's attorney, Davis Yount, said his client's case is a question of good versus evil, and that he and those who have come to his defense will continue to stand by him, make sure that he gets equal protection under the law. He also said there has not yet been a First Amendment suit in case law that has found Satanism to be considered a religion under the Constitution, and that anti-blasphemy laws still exist in the United States.
Speaking of Satan, Church of England blesses same-sex couples for the first time. Church of England priests offered officially sanctioned blessings of same-sex partnerships for the first time on Sunday, though a ban on church weddings for gay couples remains in place amid deep divisions within global Anglicanism over marriage and sexuality. In one of the first ceremonies, the Reverend Catherine Bond, there's your first problem, and Reverend Jane Pierce had their union blessed at St. John the Baptist Church in Felixstowe, Eastern England, where both are associate priests. The couple knelt in front of Canon Andrew Docton, who held their heads as he gave thanks for Catherine and Jane to the love and friendship they share and their commitment to one another as they come before you on this day, end quote. The church's National Assembly voted in February to allow clergy to bless the unions of same-sex couples who have had civil weddings or partnerships. The words used for the blessings, known as prayers of love and faith, were approved by the church's House of Bishops on Tuesday and used for the first time on Sunday. The compromise was struck following five years of discussions about the church's position on sexuality. Church leaders offered an apology for the church's failure to welcome LGBTQ people, but also endorsed the doctrine that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. Clergy won't be required to perform same-sex blessings if they disagree with them. The blessings can be used in regular church services. The church's governing body has also drawn up a plan for separate services of prayer and dedication for same-sex couples that would resemble weddings but is not yet formally approved. Public opinion surveys consistently show that a majority of people in England support same-sex marriage, which has been legal since 2013. The church didn't alter its teaching on marriage when the law changed. Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, has said he won't personally bless any same-sex couples because it's his job to unify the world's 85 million Anglicans. Welby is a spiritual leader in both the Church of England and the global Anglican community of which it is a member. Several Anglican bishops from Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Pacific said after the February decision that they no longer recognize Welby as their leader. Moving on, poll. 54% of Democrat voters want to replace Joe Biden as the 2024 nominee. Democrat voters are unhappy with President Joe Biden, age 81, is the presumptive Democrat nominee to likely challenge President Donald Trump on Fox News polling revealed Sunday. The poll highlights the disconnect and discord inflicting the Democrat Party after Biden refused to step aside and allow a different Democrat to lead the party. The survey showed... 54% of Democrat primary voters prefer an alternative to Biden. Just 43% of Democrat primary voters want to keep Biden. The polling showed a slight uptick in negative sentiment against the president. In October, 53% prefer an alternative, while 45% wanted to keep Biden. March, 52% prefer an alternative, while 44% want to keep Biden. Biden previously told reporters in December he must run for re-election after prominent Democrats implored him to reconsider a second bid against Trump. Quote, would you be running if Trump wasn't running? A reporter asked Biden. I expect so, Biden replied, but he is running and I just have to run, end quote. Biden's comment came on the same day he told donors he probably would not run if Trump was not running. If Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure I'd be running, Biden said, adding that Democrats cannot let Trump win. National and battleground state polling shows Biden losing to Trump. Morning consult, Trump leads Biden in six of seven crucial swing states. NBC News, Trump leads Biden by two points. Fox News, Trump trounces Biden by four points. The poll surveyed over 1,000 registered voters from December 10th to the 13th with a 4.5 point margin of error. And off to New York City. Eric Adams admits Biden and men will not help New York City with illegal immigrant crisis. 
On Sunday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the Democrats underestimated the impact that illegal immigration would have on their cities and warned New Yorkers to brace for extremely painful budget cuts to pay back the debt created by it. In an interview with WPIX-TV, Adams said that a low for the city in 2023 was 150,000 migrants and asylum seekers, and that put a real bump in the road of our recovery effort in the city, end quote. When you look at the, the highs and lows, right? Can you describe one high and one low for 2023? Uh, the high, um, we have more private sector jobs in the history of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows a real healthy movement towards uh, our city coming back. And the low is clearly 150,000 migrant asylum seekers. Uh, that really put a real bump in the road of our recovery effort in the city. What do cuts look like in 2024? And can you give me a definitive answer as to one or two, what it looks like? Well, let's be clear. What we're going to have to do, and it's extremely painful, we're going to have to see how do we deliver services to our agencies mm-hmm. uh, without the resources we normally have. And so there's a lot of creativity that comes with that, like what we rolled out today of using technology to know where our snow plows are going. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to become even smarter and better of delivering a product with less resources. Okay, so when you look at cuts, though, mm-hmm. what will there be specifically in terms of cuts? Well, everything's on the table. But we want to minimize the impact to low-income New Yorkers, uh, our educational institutions, our public safety, and keeping our city street. But everything's on the table, Dan. Because remember, I have to balance the budget Every by year. law. We have a $12 billion hole and a 30-something billion dollars. After a meeting with the congressional leaders of the Biden administration earlier this month, Adams said he was not optimistic about getting help from the federal government to deal with the illegal immigrant crisis plaguing New York City. Adams was forced to cut the budget for the New York City Police Department last month, taking the department below 30,000 personnel. And now it's time for my favorite topic, sports. Aaron Rodgers likely to be cleared for return from ruptured Achilles next week. Aaron Rodgers' bold prediction is apparently about to play out. The four-time MVP ruptured his Achilles September 11th on just his fourth snap as a New York Jet. Four days later, he shocked the world when he said, give me your doubts, then watch when I do. At that time, Rodgers did not rule out a return this season, saying that anything is possible. Most doubted, but it may actually become a reality. According to ESPN, the 40-year-old is likely to be medically cleared to return next week. Rodgers returned to practice November 29th, roughly seven weeks since his injury. It was an unprecedented time frame to practice after such an injury. However, Rodgers said he underwent innovative surgery in his best effort to get back on the field this season. Rodgers has said he wanted to return on Christmas Eve. The Jets have until Wednesday to decide whether to activate Rodgers from injured reserve. Otherwise, he would miss the rest of the season. Rodgers has wowed just about everyone in the organization with how quickly he has progressed. Earlier this week, he even lined up as a linebacker for the scout team and made a one-handed interception. However, being cleared isn't exactly a guarantee Rodgers would play. The quarterback and the Jets have said the team's playoff chances will play a role in whether he returns. He likely would not return if they are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which could happen this weekend. Rodgers recently said there are hardly any risks in taking the field this season, saying, quote, My thing is, what's the worst that can happen, he told reporters shortly after returning to practice. Something unfortunate again, and then you just slow the rehab down. 
I think my own timetable that if you take the rehab slower and a little more deliberate, five months, six months max, is probably the length to get back to 100% if you really take it slow. So, in my opinion, there's not a downside to coming back and re-injuring it, end quote. The Jets face the Washington Commanders on Christmas Eve, this after getting spoked by the Miami Dolphins over the weekend. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to our next conference in Dallas-Fort Worth, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year, or if you want to become a corporate partner of CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For CrossPolitik News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.